Well, good morning, everyone. Great to see you. Happy New Year to you. And to those watching online, Happy New Year to you. Thanks for being with us. And my name's Joe Crummy, and just going to help walk through things this morning. Welcome to Christ Central Church. And today, we're going to continue our series on formation and the whole foundation of prayer being part of our formation. And so Gary's going to come in a moment, just do a quick review from a couple of weeks ago, December 5th. He spoke on that. And then Taylor and the team are going to lead us in our worship to God. And Gary's going to come back finish part two, and then we're going to take some time to actually pray and put it into practice what we're learning this morning. So Gary, why don't you come, and you can review some of the things, and if you missed that, go back to December 5th, and you can listen to that message, and then we'll do part two today. Thank you, Gary. Well, good morning. Had to get demasked and all caught up in my stuff. Well, hard to believe we're in the first Sunday of 2022. It's amazing that uh, time travels so quickly, especially as you get older. And those of you who are in my age bracket will understand exactly what I mean by that. I'm just going to take a couple minutes and just review um, December 5th. I did an introductory uh, message on prayer highlighting uh, what's been called the Lord's Prayer as a model or a template for prayer. And so <clears throat> what I'm going to do this morning is just take a few minutes before we worship because everything that I said on December 5th was in the context of focusing on God as the object of our worship because um, everything is directed to him in the first part of this model, as we call it, of prayer. So we have experiences of prayer, don't we? We all have our own reality of prayer, and sometimes we struggle with prayer. And if you have any, um, any questions about that, you should probably listen to December 5th, because I'm not going to take the time this morning to talk about uh, essentially our experiences of prayer, but our reality of prayer is we struggle with prayer. And it's, it's no accident that we do because we, there's a number of reasons for that. And so the reality of prayer is there are challenges to prayer. And the challenges to prayer are many, but one of the main ones that we have is the fact that we have distractions in our life, don't we? And I don't think the next slide is up or the next page. There we go. So the reality of prayer is that we have challenges. And so one of the main reasons for that is we have distractions, and there is a whole series of them, but one of the main ones that we experienced today in 2022 is the fact that we have um, the distraction of technology and all that comes with it, and that's a big one, and we can't underscore that one enough. And we also have to understand when it comes to prayer, we have to understand what it is and what it isn't. And really what we're doing when we're praying is we're really just having a two-way communication with our Father. And so Terry Virgo, um, if you want to move to the next, Terry Virgo says this, he says, prayer isn't whistling in the dark, it's responding to God himself and what God has promised. So the more scripture-soaked you are, the more meaningful your prayer will be. It will become conversational. And our hope is that prayer becomes conversational for you. I want it to be conversational for me. I want prayer to be two-way between myself and the Father. And so the best model for this is Jesus. 
And so if you go to the next slide, please, uh, prayer 101, our best example is Jesus. And Jesus is the one that we take after when it comes to prayer. He's the one who gives us the model for prayer. He says, our Father. And so he says, this is how you should pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Everything is directed towards him. And so we see as our model for prayer that God is relational. He is... Can we go to the next slide, please? Thank you. God is our Father. He's relational. So Jesus begins with our Father. So it's a relationship that Jesus has with the Father. And when he says our, that means it's not just his Father, but it's our Father. And secondly, God the Father is close to us. He's the one who has brought us near to him through the blood of Jesus. And so we see that he is closer than the air we breathe, and he wants to have intimate fellowship with us. But the thing that we always have to remember is, and to put prayer in its proper context, is worship is primary when it comes to prayer. And so that's why we're actually this morning doing this little preview or this recap of December 5th, is we want to make sure that we understand that we're getting ready to, yes, tell God our needs, but we also want to, first of all, put it in proper perspective. We want to put God in his proper place. We want to worship him. We want to give him everything that we are. And so when we come to the Father, we worship him and we give him our praise. We put him on our throne, on the throne of our life, and we say, no, it's not about us. It's about you. And so Lastly, the thing I said on December 5th, and we're going to get to this later, is our prayers matter. So when we pray, when we communicate with God, our Father, He responds to us, and He answers us, and it changes the course of our lives, and indeed it changes the course of the universe, because there is something about the kingdom of God coming to earth and us giving um, him our requests in relation to the fact that we are in relationship to him. And so this morning, why don't we stand? I just want to pray before we worship and that we would remember that the reason that we're able to do anything at all is that we've been brought into relationship with God and we want to put him in the proper place. So when we worship Jesus, we're able to see things as it were, rightly. So, Father, this morning, we come to you and we say, God, with all the turmoil and with all the distraction in our life and all the stuff that's going on, we place you first and we want to worship you this morning. We come to you, God, and we say that we need you and we love you this morning. In Jesus' name, let's worship him this morning. Let's enjoy his presence together. Yeah, Father, the truth of the matter is that we're not enough unless you come to us. And Father, this morning we just lift up our hands and we say, would you come and meet us again? As we were singing that, I just, the word that really jumped off the screen to me was the word again, that Jesus, by his spirit, comes again and again and again and again and again. And 
that's the beauty of relationship is he comes to us again and again and again. So this morning, if, if you recall in your life a time when Jesus seemed close to you, maybe that's this morning, that'd be wonderful, but maybe you're thinking it's been a while since I've sensed a closeness to Jesus. The beauty of relationship is that he comes again, and he comes again, and he comes again, and he comes again. And not for a minute were we ever forsaken, because he's here with us. And his guarantee is that he is with us in our midst right now, He's in this room. Jesus, you are here present with us. That's the promise of your word, that where two or three or more are gathered together, you're right here in the midst of us. We know that you've now come again to us, that you're right here right now. January 2nd, 2022, you are here again. Jesus, Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. You are with us. You're with us. You're here yet again. We love you this morning, Jesus. We say that there's no one like you. We receive once again the presence of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, would you come this morning? Would you take these words that I might say, God, would you give life to your word this morning? As we love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, that you have given us a model to follow and you've given us your presence to live by. And we thank you. Thank you for that. Lord, would you take this morning as we give it to you, Father, as you've come to give us yourself again. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys for leading us so well this morning. Well, we're going to try to continue this morning. We're going to, this is part two of prayer. And again, we're just scratching the surface here, folks, but we're using as our model Jesus. And this morning, we're going to read from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. It's the foundational text for our meeting this morning. And Jesus said this, when the disciples said, well, teach us, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, this then is how you should pray. And when he tells them how to pray, he's not saying pray this prayer as a formula. He's saying pray this as a model. So use this as a model. And that's what we endeavored to do a few weeks ago and as I reviewed before worship. This then is how you should pray. And here's the words of Jesus. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 
And so this morning, we see that there is a pattern in this pattern of prayer, this model of prayer. And the first half of the prayer is focused on the your aspect, like we're focusing on God. In the second aspect of this prayer, once we, once we see it, we notice that it's on us. And so the first half that we went through prior to today was focusing on the beauty of God and the fact that he's Father and he's close to us and he's, he's, worship, he's to be worshipped. And, and that when we put him in proper perspective, he answers our prayers and our prayers do matter. So we change our focus and we have the proper perspective to come to him in prayer. When we come in prayer, we don't come with a list of wants. We come first to him just as we just did. We worship him and we, we see things in a different perspective. When we do that, it changes everything. So we move from worship to request. And so this morning, we want to put things in the proper place. As it says in Matthew 6, 33, just after Jesus gives the pattern for prayer, what does Jesus do? He says, but seek first his kingdom. Isn't that the first half of his model for prayer? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has its own, has enough trouble of its own. And so the first thing we want to look at this morning is how God actually meets our needs. He meets our basic needs. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. And when Jesus talks about bread, he's not just talking about physical food. He's talking about the nourishment that comes from finding our, the source of our need in him. And so... All provision is what is talked about here. When, when, when Jesus is talking about give us this day our daily bread, he's asking God for provision for everything. He's asking God for his food, yes, his practical needs. It was so beautiful to hear Steve this morning talk about, you know, the practical needs that they had in this home and the things that, that, they, that they required just to have life in a way that would be more comfortable in the right way. They needed to have uh, their needs met. And what did Jesus do? He met their needs. And the needs that we talk about in this portion, they, they go beyond the food. They go beyond even finance. They go beyond the need even for a house. They go towards our needs. Like, we have emotional needs, don't we? We have spiritual needs. We have needs that go beyond the practical. And Jesus says quite clearly in the scriptures is you don't have these things because you don't ask me for them. So we are to ask our Father in heaven for the things we need. Like, I gotta be honest with you, this morning, in my body I could feel anxiety. While we were worshiping, I could feel anxiety in my body. I don't know if you understand what that is like. Some of you I know do. Some may say, no, I, that's good. But I could feel it. I could feel this tension 
in me. I was like, God, I don't even know what the source of this is. I have some thoughts on it, but I need you to meet me here this morning. And he did. He, like, it's almost like in an instant, it's like he met me physically even to alleviate this sense of tension. I just felt it dissipate as I sang that song, as we sang it this morning, I'm not enough unless you come and meet with us here again. He meets us. He fulfills every single need that you have. Maybe you need friendship. Did you ever think that if you say, you know, like, I'm feeling really lonely and I don't have any friends, like, ask God to give you friends. <laughs> That's a need. That's an aspect of daily bread. Maybe it's like, Jesus, I need you to set me free from anxiety and cares and fears. Those are needs. Ask him. He comes and he brings himself to you. Those are needs. He fulfills our individual needs. But notice, it says, give us this day. It's all in the con context of community. All of it is. In fact, when Jesus starts out, he even says, our Father. So the assumption is, is that we're living in community. And the fact is, is that our needs are met oftentimes in community, aren't they? And we always default to like, oh, meet my needs. We, we always, in, uh, maybe it's just a byproduct of living in the West and in, in our, with the emphasis in our culture, but we often, all we, all we think about oftentimes is, you know, meeting our financial needs or meeting our physical needs. There's so many others, as I've just said. And those are met in the context of community. Like I have friends that I, like, you know who you are. I put on a lot of miles walking <laughs> with my friends. God meets my need. He meets my needs in my relationships with people, with Barb and others. He meets my needs. It's all in the context of community. And we've seen, yes, we've seen our practical needs met in community, haven't we? I can think of many in this community that have been the recipient of, yes, finance and provision in other ways, but also in the areas that I've already talked about. So we bear one another's burdens in community and our needs are met. And Joe's going to pray into that in a few minutes. Next part, ooh, the tough one. I was looking for a fancy graphic for this one. I couldn't find any necessarily. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And forgiveness is an individual thing because at the very beginning, when you don't have purpose and you don't have meaning and you don't understand the direction for your life, 
Jesus draws you, the Father draws you by his Spirit, and when we respond to the Father by his Spirit and come into right relationship with Jesus, our sins are forgiven, and we're brought into right relationship with him. His Holy Spirit comes into our life and gives us new life and new meaning and new purpose. And all of a sudden, the old is gone and the new has come. We've gone from darkness to light. So there's an aspect of individual forgiveness. But don't you know that this one is worked out in the context of community too. So once we're right with Jesus, once we have received him into our life, we're brought into this wonderful family of God called the church, and that's where the outworking of everything that happened to us individually takes place over the course of our life so that we become more like Jesus. Because we're going to find ourselves in relational difficulties, aren't we? And some of us have found ourselves the recipients, unfortunately, of wrongs. And we've been wronged. And so the foundational element of our faith is put to the test in forgiveness. And forgiveness is one of those ones, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But it's only through Jesus and the work of his Holy Spirit in our life. If you are following Jesus, if you've believed Jesus and you've put your trust in him, his Holy Spirit gives you the power to experience forgiveness, first at the individual level, like I just said, but then in relationships. He gives you the ability to find and seek forgiveness. And so, this is from the Joe Crummy. The Joe, the Joe Crummy pattern and teaching on forgiveness, which I'm going to go through really quickly. And just to say, to preempt any of this, is that if, if you need help working through forgiveness with somebody or with something that's occurred to you, something that's been inflicted on you, please come and see us. We can help you through that. So to forgive is to pardon, to relieve from the payment of. When you come into a relationship with Jesus, you owed a debt you couldn't pay. And we are pardoned because of the blood of Jesus. We're pardoned and brought into right relationship. But in our relationships with people, there's a pardoning when we're wronged. There's a pardoning that has to take place. We need to understand the importance of that. That justice, yes, a debt might be owed to us, but the debt has already been paid by Jesus. And so you can't, if you've done something to somebody else, you can't pay the debt. And forgiveness is essential for your freedom. If you have unforgiveness in your life, and it's a tough one, folks, because Oftentimes, we've been sinned against. But it's essential for our freedom. And forgiveness is given by God. And the tough part, it's required by God. He's, because he values relationships so much, he's like, if you don't forgive, then I can't forgive you. That's, that's tough scripture. That's right in Matthew chapter 6. Like, that's a hard one. Doesn't get any tougher than that. But... Jesus values relationships so much with the Father 
that he, that's, that's the stake that he has in it. He's like, I value it so much. Know that you have freedom to forgive so that we can keep right relationship together. This is not a salvation issue. This is a relational issue. And so we can get to the place where when we forgive the person that's wronged us is that this person might owe me nothing. You can be completely set free. And folks, we know that there are serious sins that have been perpetrated against some of us. And the beauty of forgiveness is, is it helps us to give up the right to hurt the person who hurt me. Because isn't that the problem that we have in the world? The problem we have in the world is revenge factor. We want to get back at that person who's wronged me. Do unto others before they do it to you. Or after they've done it to you. So what is and isn't forgiveness? It's a choice. It's a decision. It's not a feeling. More on that in a second. We choose to forgive. I remember when, in other times when I've preached and with Joe's preached, we talk about repentance. And repentance is simply doing a 180 in our behavior. So when we turn to follow Jesus... We, we decide to follow Jesus and we repent of our sins and we turn. And what happens is, is when we do the turning, the Holy Spirit comes into our life and helps us to repent. He gives us the strength to make the decisions to turn away from sin and to change the patterns in our life. When I became a Christian, the moment I became a Christian, I decided to follow Jesus. I had no discipleship for well over a year. Nobody to tell me about Jesus, really. I wasn't involved in community. But here's how I know that things change is because of the Holy Spirit's presence in my life, habits that I had that I couldn't shake for a long time left me. Similar to forgiveness, when we decide to forgive the one who has wronged us, we make that decision the Holy Spirit then comes in behind us and helps us work through that stuff. So it's not about forgetting. We're not going to forget, perhaps, what has happened to us. It's not tolerating sin. We're not tolerating what took place. What we're doing is we're letting somebody off of our hook, but guess what? We're, they're still responsible for being on God's hook, you see, because we can't do anything about their situation. We're not responsible for how somebody receives that forgiveness or not. And unfortunately, often, forgiveness, when we forgive, we still live with the consequences of what might have been perpetrated against us. But it's forgiving from the heart we confess the hurt and the hate, and thus we start the ongoing process. Because you see, where it's a choice and a decision in the beginning, and it's not a feeling, what happens is God brings us through in his love a process of confessing the hurt, confessing the hate, 
and working through in community with trusted people, we can work through that stuff together and we can go on forgiving. And so when I have a problem forgiving somebody, I go to someone and I say, you know what, I'm really having a tough time with this one. And then I just reclaim that forgiveness. Yeah, I've forgiven them. I'm not going back there. I'm choosing to walk in forgiveness. And as difficult as it is, I'm choosing to go there. Forgiveness is huge, folks. It's huge. Folks, we need to get our accounts straight. We've got to keep short accounts before God. Thirdly, protection. Jesus prays, he says, and lead us, not into, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Again, this protection that Jesus is praying is done in community. It's not done in isolation. When we're in community together and we pray for protection and the help to walk out our Christian life, where we're tempted in sin to follow our flesh and to go against what God might want, we have people, trusted people around us that we can share those struggles with, and they help us, and that we're, we're not just walking alone. Because we battle three things. We battle the world, and the world, and we talked about that a while back, the world and its whole ethos and philosophy, which we're surrounded with all the time, we struggle with our own flesh because we have, these, we have these fleshly cases that hold us together until we see Jesus face to face. We struggle with the temptations that our flesh and our, our desires that are against God, we struggle against those things. And of course, we have an enemy, an enemy that would exploit all of that. Ephesians 6 is so good and so clear. Ephesians 6 is, I think, the prayer, the expanded prayer, if you will, or the expanded treatise on protection. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the whole armor of God, the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Folks, we're in this together. And we fight together. I'm going to turn things over to Joe. I'm just going to pray before Joe leads us in prayer this morning. I'm going to take some time just to expand on some of these things and maybe apply them. Lord Jesus, this morning, 
we come to you humbly and we say that we need you. We need you. We, we need you to feed our needs, to help us in the areas of need in our lives, God. We call out to you. God, we pray for you to help us in areas of forgiveness where you're putting faces in people's faces in our minds. God, we pray, help us. And Lord, we pray that you would protect us from temptation, that you would help us, God, in our flesh as we fight the good fight of faith in Jesus' name. Joe, I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, thank you, Gary, for that. So what we just want to do, and this is just a reminder, everything that we are speaking about in this whole formation series is to equip all of us to be able to apply these things in our lives, personally and together. And so let's just take a few minutes, and as Gary has walked us through some of those things on prayer, maybe out of those things that he shared, something may be stirred or came to the top of the list in that it might have been for your daily needs, it might have been for forgiveness in the area of protection. So what I just want to do, and for those online, this applies to you as well, is we're just going to take a couple of minutes before we close, and right where we are, we can pray. Now, we might need to follow up on more things this week, but we can take some time to pray right now and we don't have time to maybe go through everything but maybe you can pick one thing out of those sort of maybe three categories our daily needs god's provision in any of those areas forgiveness maybe receiving forgiveness or giving forgiveness or for god's protection as we battle these different things so we're just going to be still the holy spirit is here online wherever you might be and I'll just kind of walk us through, and you can actively, you can speak it out, you can whisper it out, maybe you can write it down, you can put it on your tablet, your phone, but it's applying what we're learning. So let me just pray, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal, to prompt us, to guide us. So, Father in heaven, we thank you that you are our good Father. We thank you that we have access to you through Jesus. We thank you that you've given the Holy Spirit to help us. We thank you that you're near. We thank you that you hear us. Our prayers matter. And Holy Spirit, I just ask now, would you come, my dear brothers and sisters right here and online? Holy Spirit, we just wait. We just ask, would you come and highlight? Would you come and reveal would you come and prompt us? Just wait on you. As the Holy Spirit brings things to mind, why don't you get begin just to pray? You might say, Father, I have a great need in this area. God, I ask for your provision. It might be for you, it might be for someone else, it might be for our church.
Maybe God's brought something to mind that you need to confess. The Bible says, 1 John 1, 9, in James chapter 5, we can confess our sins. We can confess them to one another. As we confess them, God is faithful and just. He forgives us. He cleanses us. Maybe you need to receive forgiveness today. Maybe you can write that down. Maybe you can follow that up with a friend this week. Maybe the Holy Spirit's revealed some unforgiveness. You can forgive that person right now. You can pray a prayer, Father, I forgive. I don't hold, Lord, that person owes me nothing. I entrust them to you. Father, I need your help. I'm battling, I'm struggling with this temptation, this addiction. Father, help me not to be led into temptation. Lord, deliver me from evil. Lord, deliver me, Lord. Pray for your protection. Lord, help me to put on the full armor of God every day. I choose to put it on right now. Put on the belt of truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. My feet are equipped with the gospel of peace. Lord, I put on the helmet of salvation. God, I put on that shield of faith. Lord, I've got the sword of the Spirit. Lord, I'm going to pray in the Spirit on all occasions. If any of those things stand out to you, you can just pray them right now, same at home or online. God hears us. You can be honest with God. Folks, this is for everyone, kids, teenagers, this is for you. Okay. If you can get this pattern established young in your life of prayer and coming before God. What an incredible thing. Thank you, Lord. you, Lord. Just give you a minute to continue to pray, then we're going to do one final song. we've sought this morning just to be able to bring some immediate application. Sometimes when we hear God's word, it's good to 
respond right away, and that's what we wanted to do this morning and to start out this new year, just making sure we're forgiving people, that we're forgiven, that we're bringing our needs before God. But sometimes as well, we need some follow-up. And so, again, as Gary has said over and over, we're in community together. And so this week, you might need to work through those points on forgiveness to understand what forgiveness is, to work through that. Take time to do that. We want to keep this relationship with God clear. We want to keep our relationship with each other clear. Again, what we do affects each other. So we want to continue to apply these things this week. Okay. Well, just as our time's going, why don't we stand if you're able at home, online. Taylor's going to lead us and the team in one more song. Again, we can use this as an opportunity to respond to God. And then we'll give you f some final instructions. Thank you. Mm -hmm.